0: Hey guys, (laughs) welcome back to the Lore Lodge. Uh, We're having some issues with our camera right now, which, you know, of course we are because when are we ever not having issues with our camera or our microphone or something else. But uh, I also am currently the only one here because this Sunday has been a complete disaster. But as the title of this video suggests, what I'm going to be talking about this evening is the concept of multiple dimensions and how this applies to things like missing 401 and religion and skinwalkers and all of the many things that interact with this sort of multi dimensional planar idea. Now, in its purest sense, this is actually something that science is beginning to recognize and to believe in because we've started to detect things that we can't quite explain outside of the belief that maybe we are living in a multi-dimensional reality now that does sound in some ways like we're talking about fourth dimension versus third dimension uh that's not really the case and to be perfectly honest with you the idea of fourth dimensional reality as opposed to third dimensional reality confuses the hell out of me and i don't understand it in any legitimate way also archie just made his appearance known he's at my feet um and our, uh, our other host is walking in. Maybe he can help me with the camera. <laughs> but I wanted to give you guys an idea of what we're talking about. Archie, be quiet. Hang on. And we're back. And Aiden just walked in with a bunch of coffees. Um, what? Are we, are we live? We are live, yeah. Um, part of the problem with us being live is that I... Can't get the camera to uh, widen because it refuses to connect on my phone. Uh-huh. So uh, the current the current image that we have is just me. So you're welcome uh-huh. to come sit right just, here if I'll you want. That's or I, I, okay, I'm just getting them out of here before fine. you spill them on everything. Okay. Jesus Christ! I'm having a day. I can see that. Yes.
1: Um. Um, yeah, I'm at the point where so many things have gone awry that I'm no longer frustrated. I just have to laugh. So, oh, uh, hello,
0: Archibald. What's up, guys? Um, So, do you want to move the the microphone into a position where both of us are visible? Yes. Or audible? Ow. Uh, Yeah. Let's do that. And, yeah, the the people want Archie, so. Come here, bud. Come on. I mean, that's generally the way it goes. Here he is. Um, If you want to try and do something with the camera, I I don't know.
1: I'll do a thing.
0: Don't bother about the lighting. We're live right now.
1: I'm getting, I'm
0: doing this. Oh. What are you going to, what are you doing with that? Well, you guys are about to witness uh, some camera angle bullshit live, so that's fun. This is not going to work. Well, now you're just looking at the checkerboard that is our wall.
1: Uh, We're working on it. I need the Bible. Give me information. You guys are
0: getting a whole whole view. Okay, all right. Well, now my head is very tiny and visible at the bottom of the screen. Um, The top of the monitor is currently visible. Well, now I'm not even in frame. Okay. Down. Down. This way. More. About as wide as it's going to get. Fine. (sighs) So, uh, where were you today? Where did you wake up this morning? I woke up uh, in New Franklin, Ohio. Just south of Akron,
1: north of uh, Canton. How was that? You know, Ohio was surprisingly good. Uh, we all found right, you're fired. Every
0: <laughs> every, everybody, leave, leave every, everybody, the premises. Everybody was joking that somehow finding they found, a new Aiden. <laughs> oh
1: God, there there are too many Aedans. Uh No, okay. surprisingly enough, we were all joking about the fact that we found the one place in Ohio that was actually like enjoyable. Okay. Um, but had largely to do with the family that we were staying with. They had a lot of like cool things and stuff. I'm putting that down more because it's bothering me. Um
0: the hell was behind me that I couldn't move this chair
1: yeah so I've I drove and I wasn't in the car I drove for mm-hmm. about eight hours today six and a half for that drive and then just other driving around here uh that's right. a little too low yep um and uh the main reason that it was so stressful driving things like that is because I had to get uh four hungover men out of bed at 9:30 this morning so I can get home in time for my father's birthday dinner uh
0: was it that the the men were hung and also over, or were they were they hung over? A little bit of both. Okay, it well, is well, Pride Month after honest. all. Um, yeah, um, is that what you were celebrating? Absolutely. We oh, were okay. we were all thoroughly celebrating Pride Pride Month all weekend long, um, and then I don't want to know the details of this excursion <laughs> at no, all. No, it was
1: fantastic. Anyway, uh, and then got home, got all of my things together, then got on 76 and realized I forgot the letter I was going to give my dad for his birthday, so I had to find a solution to that, which I did. Uh, and then dinner was great, and then here, and then I had to go to Wawa, and then, for some reason, apparently I looked very friendly today, because I had about four different people stop me and talk to me at Wawa, while I was already on the if phone. you knew? No, strangers. Yeah. People asking me about Ohio, because they heard me on the phone talking to a friend of ours who needed a vent about work, uh, and then uh, somebody asked me about my car, which I normally really love, but when I'm already running late, it's kind of hard, and I really hate being rude, so... You know, those things. Um, but yeah, I'm
0: here. Late. Sorry. It's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway. Is says that I'm her favorite Aiden now because you liked Ohio. All right, well. <laughs> look look what you've done. That's a shame. This is what you get for enjoying horrible things.
1: Lexi screamed at me uh, over, over text because she was like, the one weekend I'm not there.
0: It was funny. She's going to be down this way in like a month. Really? Yeah. God knows where the um, hell I'll be. Because we're supposed to have a reunion for a camp. But anyway, uh, now that we've bullshitted our way through the first ten minutes, um, I think
1: it's fun to do that. I
0: decided that we're going to talk about uh, all the different kinds of multi-dimensional things that we've discussed in recent episodes, from Skinwalker Ranch to the possibility of people slipping into, you know, parallel dimensions and ending up across the country, like with that one missing 411 one guy whose name always escapes me. Um, the one who was in New York and then ended up in San Francisco. Or oh, whatever.
1: right, right, right. Yeah, the guy from was that in the seventies or was that? That was recent. That was more recent. That was recent yeah. yeah. When he had um, the ski goggles still on. Yeah. and though he had a haircut. And yeah. Weird.
0: Very weird. But I wanted to. I wanted to get into that. Um, because there's just a. This seems to be one of the one of the more consistent elements of these stories is the idea that uh, what's going on is taking place not in our dimension is not the result of uh, strangeness within our world, but rather leaving our world and then re-entering it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, there's a few different uh, versions of this I want to talk about. I think the one I want to jump into at the end is Skinwalker Ranch, because that's probably the most well-known one. But I do want to work it back through a couple of other things, which include those cases with the, uh, the guy who went missing in New York and ended up in, uh, over on the West Coast, yeah. um, the Celtic idea of the Seed, and as well as the Norse idea of Yggdrasil and some of the other ones from around the world that have gone into this format, this, uh, you know, this, this type of story that we keep coming across where something is completely inexplicable, whether it is uh, Jim McGrogan going missing from a trail and then appearing miles away in a position that he really shouldn't have been in, yep. um, whether it is the people coming in and out of portals at Skinwalker Ranch, or the Voyage of Bran, where this Irish explorer goes and takes a crew of men across the Western Sea to a bunch of different islands, and then when he comes back, they all turn to dust. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, just looked at the chat, and that was a mistake. Yep. Um, Come more this way,
1: so they can see you a bit better.
0: Okay. Um, somebody did say, hold on, Aiden goes to Ohio to celebrate Pride Month with four other men. They got very drunk during the party celebrating Pride Month. Aiden, are you hiding something?
1: Um, well, it wasn't just four men. There was a large group of people there, but there was a man. Even more men?
0: Yes. Oh my God.
1: Uh, and there was a lot of wrestling last night, shirtless wrestling last night, so it was, it was interesting. I have videos.
0: You and I had very different nights last night. Yeah. Like extraordinarily different nights. I got choked by a Spanish
1: man last night. As did most of the people there. I didn't. Well, was last night the...
0: Yeah, we had a uh, show last night. I wasn't um, sure
1: if it was that. At the time... I it did was not fall off of a box this time. Good. Yeah. Yes, I'm, this time I'm, I survived.
0: I'm upset I've been out of town yeah. both times. It's okay. We're going to be butt buddies next weekend uh, yes. in New York. Um, It'd be wonderful. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, and I think this is a good time to uh, to introduce this, Aiden and I are headed up to New York next weekend, to uh, just north of Albany. Because we are going to investigate the disappearance of Thomas Messick. We're going to be speaking to, um, you know, some, hopefully some park rangers who were involved in the search and rescue effort. I spoke with a uh, lieutenant earlier this week, or earlier this weekend, about uh, his experience with the case and the way in which it was oriented, the way it was set up. Mm-hmm. I got some interesting contradictions with the Missing One, The Hunted documentary. Uh, for example, so far, nobody has been able to confirm to me ...that the FBI showed up. Interesting. Which, I will point out, if the FBI told law enforcement not to say anything about the FBI showing up...
1: They have reason to not say anything. Yeah.
0: They would not say anything. So that's why I want to talk to some locals and hopefully get people who were involved in the search to spill the beans on what they were involved with. Yeah. Uh, I did get some cool details, though. We'll go into the full, uh, the full details of it when the documentary releases in July... We also plan to do multiple of these, uh, so this is not going to be a one-off thing, assuming it does well enough to justify the resources, because this is probably going to be the most expensive episode we've shot yet.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Because gas money and food and motels and equipment, um, just it's going to be definitely a much more intense uh, thing. Becca says... uh, She's going to need a Supernatural-esque road trip video. You don't even know how Supernatural-esque this is going to be.
1: So this to, to elaborate a little bit more on the, like, the format of it without giving too much away, um, we will be paying homages. And it will be – the goal is that we want to do this roughly once a month if we can – so we're doing a test run essentially with this and we want to see how feasible it is, how difficult it is to do exactly what we want this to be. And if people even have interest. And if people have interest, obviously. Um, But ideally, we'd like to make this a more long-form, kind of uh, informative adjacent, in the sense of there's still some documentary elements Mm -hmm. to it, but there are some other elements to it that are going to be a little bit more on the entertainment side, which we hope you will enjoy.
0: I do want to make it clear that at no point will any of the... uh, skit style stuff contradict reality no this is gonna no. what you're gonna be seeing is sort of a, a dramatized uh documentary style but yes. all of the facts are going to be a hundred percent yeah anything that we say that it, we state it as fact that is a factual thing that is something we were able to confirm yep. you know we're not making stuff up about the weather we're not going to say that you know like if if i can't confirm with anyone mm that the FBI was there, Mm -hmm. we're not going to say that the FBI... The only thing we'll say about it is that David Polite has said the FBI was there, but we couldn't confirm it.
1: All of the information will be true, uh, and all of the information and elements regarding the actual case itself, we will be taking seriously because we want to respect the case itself and, Mm -hmm. you know, those involved. But we wanted to frame it in a way that can be entertaining and, you know, enjoyable Mm -hmm. to an audience on a serial basis.
0: I will say, I have not gotten a response from the FBI. No? I got a response from the Sheriff's Department in Warren yeah. County in about less less than 24 hours. Uh, oh, PJ, hey, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we uh, I reached out to the Sheriff's Department, got a response immediately. Reached out to the Forest Service, got a response immediately. Nice. Um, reached out to the uh, state police, have not heard back. That's but that doesn't surprise me at all. No. The FBI, however, I called them two weeks ago. Not a peep. I gave them my name, mm-hmm. my email address, my phone number, told them the name of the channel, told them that if they want to check us out, you know, to make sure that we're not trying to get them in some sort of sting, like this isn't a political thing. Did you leave a message? Or did you yeah, I left like a spoke. message. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, but you didn't yeah. actually speak I spoke to like one that. guy okay. who transferred me. Got it. And then I left a message. Um, I am going to call again tomorrow. To see if I can get yep. a hold of uh, the woman who I was told to speak with, but I did find that odd that there was just this kind of complete—we we were just being ignored, you know. Yep. Um. So, <laughs> Flowcage Cage says, "Lower Lodge Sub is cheaper
1: <laughs> than what?"
0: I think than I uh, than doing a super chat because it's five bucks a month, oh, and you get it. a free super chat. Ah. Um, I don't know how common they are though. Uh, but I did make that a perk that you can get free super chats. I should, I should expand that. We weren't sure what we were going to do because YouTube takes such a huge percentage yeah. um, and doesn't offer a ton in terms of fulfillment of benefits. So, yeah. for example, on Patreon, if you sub to the Patreon and you sub to a tier that actually has uh, like a mug or a mini print or something like that, that's fulfilled by Patreon. So I, no. I designed those, I sent them in, Patreon handles the orders takes it out of our balance and all of that super easy patreon also only takes 11 um of your your in- income as their commission um totally totally understandable and i, I have no problem giving patreon 11 percent considering what they do um what how large is your gas tank man uh it might be he also might need premium uh i know that bang yeah so yeah but that's that's kind of how that breaks down but if you know it seems like the the youtube memberships are actually getting more popular so maybe we'll uh throw into there
1: that's nice uh, what's the
0: uh i know oh subs, subs are cheaper than gas yeah that's very true <laughs> um if that's what you meant yeah 100 yep. percent um yeah for the price of just one gallon of gas <laughs> you can support two 24 year olds <laughs> doing our best <laughs> to our trying we are, we are making an attempt <laughs> simply making an attempt at existence let us know how well we're um, doing
1: by supporting
0: yeah okay so uh that covered way more not stuff I wanted to talk about than I anticipated well, at um, least
1: 49 people like a, just watching us speak. exactly it's nice but we appreciate um, the fact that wh- you appreciate one, of whom is,
0: one of whom is the drummer in the band I play in love it <laughs> love it. Uh, which is great uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I want to dive right into this now that we've killed some time and and done kind of our our intro segment here. Um, Also, we may be getting a super, super, super exciting guest on the show. Uh, For those of you who are into horror narrations, I am in touch with uh, the Dark Somnium. Mm -hmm. Um, He is one of the bigger uh, narrators for Creepypastas and whatnot on YouTube. Uh, He's one of my favorites, by far, Mm -hmm. of of everybody I listen to. He's got an incredible voice for narration. Yeah. And the uh, he's a voice actor mm. professionally. So he does just such a good job with his pacing, yeah. his tone. Uh, he gets other other voice actors involved, and it's just he does such a good job. He is 100% who got me into thinking about doing some sort of thing like this channel. Mm. So uh, I reached out to him, and I didn't expect to even hear back, and he got back to me the same day. Um, hmm. So I don't have a an actual date or anything for it yet, but I'm hoping that he's gonna uh, be able to follow through with that. I know he's a busy guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that that makes me really excited because it's been a long time since I got to, uh, you know, bring somebody on to the channel that has been that kind of an influence on it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So and I would like to get more guests. Flowing back in. I want to bring on a Catholic priest to talk about exorcisms. Because oh, we one. said we were going to do that. Yeah, we just never made it happen. Yeah, yeah we just got to make it happen. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But yeah, so I uh, definitely want to do that. I also, I also want to do, as we get into the latter half of the year, I want to start bringing in um, some people to talk about demonology and exorcism from other religions. Could you imagine if we could get a bishop on here? That'd be, wild. Oh, that'd be sick. Uh, but yeah, you know, so Catholic priests, I'd love to get. I'd love to get uh, a Protestant, probably like a Baptist pastor, since yep. that's the biggest American Protestant church. Hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I'd love to get a rabbi in. would love to get, uh, mm. like, uh, I don't know if there are really Buddhist monks in the U.S., but. Well, uh, how
1: fun would it be to host a debate between a rabbi and a priest?
0: That would probably be horrible. It'd be terrible, but it'd be fun. I, would, I don't think I would enjoy that. That'd be good if they were. Too also, good. I will say, uh, Alien just said if the Aiden's ever let me on the show, uh, we are going to get back into doing Lore Lounge. It's kind of been uh, a rough few weeks with me being in the band and everything, and trying to figure out how my Saturday schedules work. We've both had very, very hectic yeah. schedules lately because because when our when the band has a show on a Saturday, I got to be at the venue two hours before the show, so I'm usually at the venue by eight, and then we're setting up for two hours, which means yeah. that we'd have to do Lore Lounge way earlier in the day. Yeah. Um. So we just got to get it kind of figured out. Uh. Mr. Creeps read one of my stories, so I'm kind of biased. Okay, fair enough. Um, And Time Traveler 170 asks, is there any place in Minnesota I should not go to when I travel there next month? Okay, so here's the deal. Basically, anywhere in the world that you travel, if you believe in the supernatural, there's something there. Um, if you don't believe in the supernatural there's also still probably something you should worry about the the important thing to understand when you're traveling when you're going camping when you're going hiking uh, backpacking anything you've got to remember that the the most important thing here is to be prepared for the natural that's out there because bobcats vicious bears big problem wolves not fun to encounter so, take the same precautions you would take for any wild animal, and then if you're concerned about supernatural stuff, bring along, uh, you know, a, a pendant on your neck made out of cedar wood or sandalwood. Uh, keep a little bag of sage with you. Um, there's a lot of kind of, like, universal wards for things. Mm-hmm. So, if you bring something that's silver, if you bring some sage, some cedar wood, uh, and, and white ash, that's basically all of the, the key stuff for yep. anything in the U.S., um, in Minnesota, in terms of the folklore of what's actually up there, that is not too far away from uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, mm-hmm. both of which have the Dogman legend. Mm. Uh, it's also within Algonquin territory, which puts it well within the area that the Wendigo would supposedly inhabit. Mm. Um, I, I mean, you know, I'll have to look into some more Minnesota-specific stuff. We have been meaning to do the, uh, the book, but I cannot take the time off work to write the book. So... Yeah. Uh, it's kind of on the back burner until I am able to write full-time. Um, which, you know, maybe that'll happen, maybe it won't. But uh, we'll, we'll have to see.
1: Time will tell. Yeah, yeah. To, to, For a very concise way, basically boiling down what he just said, uh, just keep situa- situational awareness high
0: and, in general, even before you go, just be prepared within reasonable means. Mm-hmm. And also... If you're wild camping or hiking, especially if you're going alone, carry a gun if you're allowed to. Like, the number of times that I've heard stories of people going out somewhere and getting attacked by a bear or a mountain lion or wolves or something where even just firing a rifle into the dirt would have fixed the problem because they were scared of guns Mm -hmm. is way too high. Yeah. The, those are those are the kinds of things that should absolutely never happen because it's just, you know. And, and I've heard people who, like, hike the Appalachian Trail and stuff and are like, oh, you really can't add the weight. If you can't carry an extra pound and a half, like, I'm sorry, but you, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Like, you know, tra- trained to be carrying the extra pound and a half.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, one of my favorite anecdotes about this kind of thing is that uh, in ancient Rome... The soldiers would practice with heavier weapons than what they were going to be using in combat, mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't get as tired. Yeah, it wasn't about the swinging or the force or being able to lift it like for one or two strokes. It was you're going to be in battle for several hours at a time, so you better train with something way heavier, yeah. so that when you're stabbing with your actual gladius, you're not getting tired. Yeah. So makes sense. Becca, you are in a bit of a uh, a bit of an exception there with the dog. To be fair, how
1: much of a guard dog is Solo, really, <laughs> at this point?
0: I think Archie might be a more effective guard dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, Archie's got that like small boy anger yeah. when it comes to canines.
0: Bear spray is also a good option. I don't know if it works on other animals though. Yeah. That's the nice thing about bullets. Uh, they work on everything. They're not um, yeah.
1: they're not selective on on what they're applicable for.
0: It. Yeah, and if you tip them with white ash, they work on supernatural stuff too. There we go. Um, just hog around a forty-five just, seventy with you. Yeah, just, you bring, just bring just bring a handgun full of silver bullets coated in white ash. You have covered all of your bases. You know, everything's handled. Do you have a recommended caliber? I I have my my handgun's forty. Yeah. Um, you know it's. Man, we are not on track in this episode at all. Not even close. Uh, it's, it was never going to go well because of just how this day went. Yep. Um. No, for me. But have I, you been
1: having a day too? Yeah.
0: I, I have oh. a 40. Um, I got that because it is, in my opinion, the best mix of stopping power and uh capacity. Yep. So. And I would imagine
1: also the third angle of that triangle being like minimal recoil with i'm not saying minimal i'm saying like you're not getting ridiculous recoil you're not There's getting the recoil you power, get on a yeah. 45 or a 50 yeah. but
0: it's still it it kicks um, yeah. but yeah uh do you burn the white ash so it can coat so not white ash as in the tree white ash as in white ashes from a fire yes um i've heard both of these but i think your best bet would be to go with white ash from a white ash <laughs> <laughs> because I can't confirm which of the two it is, no good matter luck, who I talk to. Good luck finding a white ash naturally nowadays. Yeah, you probably have to order the wood. Yeah, shame. So. Also, salt round's
1: good for ghosts as far as we're aware of, but I don't know beyond the apl- applicability of that.
0: So, interestingly, when it comes to things like uh, salt and fire, yeah. the reason those two things are ubiquitous throughout culture and place and time Salt and fire are both used in purifying yep. meat. Yep. So it is absolutely no surprise that salt and fire would be the two things you go to when it comes to purifying anything.
1: Silver, similarly.
0: Yeah, silver is also, uh, it basically rejects rust and, yep. um, you know, other impurities. Well,
1: it also has antibacterial properties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So silver, you know, is, it, basically if you look back at all of this, this is what I love to, what I love to talk about on this channel, especially though, is like, almost anything that you find that you're like, ah, that's not real, you can trace it back to something that sure as hell was. Yeah. Um, so
1: even if you don't believe in any of the supernatural element, you can at least go back to the natural origin of how it mm-hmm. started. And as... at some
0: point there was something there. Yeah. You know? For example, one of the uh, explanations I've heard for the Dogmen, mm-hmm. the Adlet of the Inuit peoples, mm-hmm. is that they, because they appear
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in the the couple hundred years after Viking colonization of Greenland. Yeah, the Vikings had stories of berserkers—men mm-hmm. who would go off into the wilderness and either connect with the spirit of the bear or the wolf, something like that. They would wear its pelt in battle. Mm-hmm. They would get hopped up on all sorts of psychedelics, and then they would just go into battle absolutely insane and yeah. animalistic. Uh, so, if you look at you know the the timing of the creation of the Adlet legend with when the Vikings were in Greenland. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible that the dogmen were Vikings wearing wolf Hmm. clothing um, or that it was something that they heard from the Vikings about something like that. So, you know, it might not be that there's something entirely supernatural out there, but even if there's not, it's extremely interesting to actually go and look into the story behind it and to come to grips with it and understand it. Which is why, when it comes to the Uncanny Valley, Mm -hmm. I'm of the opinion that, yes, that comes from us being hunted by something that was similar to us way, 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 way in the past. Yeah. But, obviously, we're never going to really have an answer for that unless we... Try it. If you... uh, Another thing that people don't really grasp very well is the extent to which humans have exploded in population. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about this with Wendigoon on the Weird Bible Podcast the other day. Uh, If you look back at the Book of Exodus and the Mm -hmm. Jewish uh, enslavement in Egypt, Mm -hmm. a lot of people will ask the question, you know, why isn't this recorded in Egyptian records? Why, Why did... Why did the Egyptians not write this down? This would have been a massive exodus of an entire class of slaves. Yeah. If it happened, it absolutely would have been written down. And if you go and you watch movies that cover exodus and documentaries, if you get to the part where Moses is parting the Red Sea, if you actually like look at the numbers of people in those movies, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of people. The Bible says that when Jacob went into Egypt, he only came with 70 people. Hmm. That were all his family. It was yeah. his, his children and their families. Um, basically down to their grandchildren Mm -hmm. jacob's grandchildren so by the by the time 400 years later that the jews would have been leaving egypt there would only be a couple thousand of them yeah because you're only four or five generations in yeah so people think about that and then apply that to basically anything you've ever thought of you're probably overestimating how many people were there
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh people like to think that medieval battles had tens of thousands of soldiers on each side Because you go and you look at the troop numbers from the Thirty Years' War, Mm -hmm. or from the Revolutionary War, or uh, the Seven Years' War, and you've got tens of thousands of soldiers on each side. Yeah. But, you know, even if you look at uh, the Great Northern War between Russia and Sweden, at the Battle of Poltava, which was this, like, hugely consequential battle, Mm -hmm. the Swedes only brought 25,000 men. The Russians had about 40,000. So it's not... These are not these huge battles that you seem to think of when you look at Hollywood. Uh, Early medieval battles in the 800s and the 900s, if you had 3,000 men on one side, Mm -hmm. that was a huge army. Really? So take that and then go look back at prehistory. Yeah. We're not talking about communities or villages of several thousand. We're talking about the most people you'd ever see in one place would be a couple hundred and that would have been like up until the point where agriculture was the norm. Yeah. That would have been extraordinarily rare. Even when we look at uh, later nomadic groups like the Huns and the and the Mongols, yeah. They th- those are giant confederations
1: mm-hmm.
0: of thousands of tribes. Really? Yeah. So this is these were hunter-gatherer nomad semi-agricultural communities, usually pastoralists who would have uh, sheep or yaks or something like that that they would drive and you'd have clans of 15 to 50 people Mm -hmm. and then when you get these mass migrations like with the mongols and with the huns which again a lot of people don't realize those are almost a thousand years apart um yeah the the time scales in history that people don't quite grasp are insane so you've got the mongols and the huns and we're going to need to rename this video um Like 100% gonna need to rename in this video. I will get Skinwalker Ranch, but we're gonna need to rename this video. That's fine. Um. So yeah, I. <laughs> where was I? Uh, the Mongols. And the yeah. So when you aliens. go back thousands and thousands and thousands of years, yeah. your largest communities are gonna be 100, 200 people. When did so both... for there to be something that would th- think about it this way? Yeah. The population for whatever scared the hell out of our ancestors so bad that today we still have a fear.
1: Mm-hmm. Of, Just
0: instinctually, yeah. Uh, instinctually of things with sunken eyes and longer faces and pale skin. You would only need a couple dozen of those to terrorize early humanity yeah. into having a genetic fear. Oh, yeah. Now, there's also, there there's I've seen a suggestion, I can't find evidence of it, but I've heard it tossed around, mm-hmm. that there was a point at which human populations bottlenecked at about a thousand people. Um, I don't know how we would know that. For, I also, for
1: region or just overall?
0: That was overall before we left Africa, supposedly. Got it, okay. We'll also say out of Africa has been facing more and more um, tension lately. It, yeah. might, it looks like it might not hold up to the extent that we thought it would. Uh, that it might look more like, yes, humans did originate in Africa, but did not evolve into Homo sapiens in Africa. We don't know. Okay. Um, but
1: I mean, archaeology is literally just about trying to find answers that yeah, it's been found exactly. Yet, so, so it's there's there's questions.
0: I'm not saying out of Africa is wrong. I'm just saying yeah. you know it's important that people be aware that yeah. there is nuance to all of this. And there's the I, I hate the term historical fact
1: because the, we will never have enough context to genuinely know whether something was definitively a quote unquote fact. Mm-hmm. Also, real quick, when exactly was it that walled cities began to be, not necessarily constructed, but began to be a little bit more commonplace?
0: So, walled cities are actually something that we see rise and fall of. Okay. Um, I I know
1: they fell out of favor once... They
0: start after populations explode.
1: Okay. Well, it makes sense. Yeah.
0: So, uh, around 10,000 years ago, around 8,000 BC, Mm -hmm. is when we start to see agriculture really take off and kind of just explode and human populations go from 50 to 100 people in any one area to several thousand. Yep. And then as you have several thousand people in one spot, eventually there's actually not enough resources. But they have the technology. Yeah. So they take people and they send them somewhere else. We have the technology. Yeah, and they go and what they would do is that you would have, you know... Uh, <laughs> the, <gasps> well, don't sit sure right under know. the chair leg, dude. Um, good, so... So, what you saw was groups of a couple hundred settlers, Mm -hmm. and uh, the way the Greeks did this was they would send all men at first, most of the time. Mm. And those people would go and pacify the territory, build the city, and then you'd send women and children. Yeah. Um, And it was the same idea going back even further, and what you had was walled cities would usually follow a couple hundred years of development Mm. and you would have those pop up as one group who was over here had their city and Mm. their land and there was no other place to go. Yeah. So that's when you start to see war happen because originally you would have a city here and then for thousands of miles in any direction, nothing. Yeah. But over time around, uh, you know, 3000 BC that's when things start to get a little bit more um, dense and you start to see that there really isn't anywhere to send people anymore Mm -hmm. and that's when you start to see human conflicts like wide large-scale armies marching that kind of human conflict and walled cities followed that Mm -hmm. because what they realized very quickly was you don't have you might have enough men to go and fight one other city in the battlefield two or three of them you, you unless you have your own mm. allies you you don't have the men yeah. and one thing that we see throughout history is that walls are a signal that you are not you do not have the manpower to defend something mm. so why is Hadrian's wall there it's not because the romans were incapable of fighting the picts man to man every time the romans fought the picts they won yeah if it was in an open battle um after their first few encounters with them yeah it, one thing that people don't understand totally about the Roman military machine and how good it was is that Roman armies, like legionnaires, the Roman legion itself, mm-hmm. almost never lost a battle. Especially which, in the north.
1: Which is impressive.
0: They would occasionally lose against Greeks, they would occasionally lose against Persians, but fighting against the Celts, fighting against the Germans, the Roman legion itself, especially the late legion, did not lose. That's why you... Uh, Disasters like uh, the Tudorberg Forest, where Varus lost several legions, and they were completely destroyed.
1: Mm-hmm. And who were they going against? They were
0: fighting the Germans, Um So when you see stuff like that, it's so odd and so traumatizing because it was so rare. Yeah. If the Romans were losing battles frequently against the Germans, yeah. Tudorberg Forest would not have been a big deal. Yeah. It was the fact that, oh my God, Rome lost. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was what was so strange about it. Um, and then, you know, uh, it's, it predates the, the legionaries um, and, and the Roman legion structure, mm-hmm. but uh, the Pyrrhic Wars of the 270s. Pyrrhus of Epirus went over and just smoked the Romans, mm-hmm. but lost so many men doing it that he couldn't keep going. Ah. So he had to go and fight the Carthaginians and the other Greeks, and then when he tried to fight Rome again, it did the same thing. Yep. he just Their their military machine was so effective that even when they lost, so did their enemies. Mm. Um, so when you get Hadrian's Wall, that's literally Rome marking, this is the end of the world, we cannot defend ourselves past here. And they tried with the Antonine Wall, which was actually further north and covered a uh, smaller stretch of land. Because mm-hmm. as you go up into that part of Scotland, there it's a much smaller isthmus. Yeah. So the Antonine Wall, the way they looked at it was they were like, all right, well, that wall, that's less space takes less men to cover it right mm. nope because they couldn't pacify what was behind it mm. so Hadrian's wall is built at the edge of what Rome determined it had the manpower to handle yeah uh, and that's why there's so few walls across large swaths of territory that's why the Great Wall of China is this it, it, phenomenal like human landmark um, is because there's it's a 5,000 mile wall which, <laughs> like, is, which is insane that was built thousands of years ago and yeah. is still standing today. Like great people, you, you learn about the Great Wall of China growing up. You're like, oh that's cool," and then you learn about the Great Wall of China in college, and you're like, "Oh my god!" I'm not gonna
1: lie. Not until right now did I know that it was five thousand miles long. Is that the actual
0: number? It's something like that. Um, I I might be exaggerating a little bit. I think oh, I right. think it's
1: definitely not five thousand because I think the diameter of Earth is eight.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, the Earth is twenty five thousand miles around. That's the diameter, not circumference. Yeah, but we're talking about the surface area. Yeah. So why would the
1: diameter matter? Because if you go from end to end, eight thousand. Like if you're just looking at it straight.
0: Times three point four, three point one four
1: one five. Again, I'm not talking circumference diameter. What What does the diameter have to do with this? The meaning, in the sense, is like you'd have to go, you'd have to go from one end of Asia to the other.
0: I was wrong. Oh my god! It's even longer than I thought it was. It's thir- over
1: 13,000 miles long.
0: How? Okay, to be fair, it kind of goes like this.
1: Yeah, but...
0: Um, yeah, so the total length of all sections of the Great Wall of China ever built adds up to about 13,000 miles. Um, oh, okay, the wall constructed during the Ming Dynasty, the most well-preserved section, is about 5,499 miles. So that's I knew I hammer. was right. Yeah. People tell me, they're like, Aiden, you say things with such confidence and turn out to be wrong. And I'm like, it's because usually I'm partially right. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it gets us in trouble from time to time.
0: How many times have I been genuinely completely wrong?
1: Uh, Rare.
0: Rare. Rare. I will often be 95% wrong.
1: (laughs) But there's at least a smidge of truth. At least a smidge of truth. I do
0: love that on Google it
1: says, opened, (laughs) 220 BC.
0: Wait, does it really, where does it say
1: that? Right there, you literally just went over it. (laughs)
0: open <laughs> to 220 bc oh uh oh and, God. I also and now now they're doing uh they're doing sabaton in the chat nice. now
1: i also love that uh the great wall of china one of the biggest uh militaristic defense you know impacts or whatever, now has an hours of operation yep uh on so Google. does adrian's wall that is hilarious
0: yeah it's Hi. but yeah so that's a long-winded way of explaining where walled cities came from, um, yes. but over so in the late Roman period,
1: yeah,
0: uh, the Romans did not like walls unless it was in like Rome. Yeah, Rome had walls. Yeah, they also their colonies, their cities in Britain had walls. In Gaul and Spain, mm-hmm. they did not have walls. Anywhere where they could get I, away with not having walled cities, can I guess why? Because if they fell, then they'd be harder to retake was not them getting conquered, it was them rebelling. Ah. Like, um, but yeah, exactly. So yeah. it was, they, they didn't want to have to deal with rebellions inside of walled cities. Mm. They wanted to just be able to march up and walk in. Yeah. So when the Vikings arrive in Britain,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, and Britain was the one place where Roman cities did have walls. Yeah. But not all the cities had walls. So when the Vikings arrived in Britain um, in like the 700s and the 800s, what they found was all of these unwalled cities. Yeah, they, their cities had walls,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but what they were finding was a bunch of cities that had like either old Roman walls or very minimal walls, like palisades. Yeah, and part of what made Alfred the Great the great um, was, in fact, that he built all of these walled cities. Yeah. So and they were called burgs. So the reason that towns like burgs and berg, yeah yeah. Burgs and B U R G H or whatever, but yeah. So uh, the reason that you've got towns like that is because they would actually be named usually after the person who, who built it. So but like Fredericksburg. Or Fredericksburg. So, so would that's, be Fredericks that's where town. we get that yeah. suffix for towns and things mm-hmm. like that now. Uh, very similar to Ville, which is Villa. Uh, mm. Comes from the I think the French one. I believe um, so. But yeah, so it's that that same kind of thing. Uh, you know anything that's a, a ville or a burg or a ton or a town um, and uh, in Celtic languages it's usually a, a din
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so Edinburgh yeah was original originally uh, din Ivan yep but it became uh, din uh, and then it became Idensburg mm-hmm. and then Edinburgh Got it. Uh, Winchester mm-hmm. was Winton tester. Hmm. Um, which Chester I found out in college. I, I finally asked one of my professors. I was like, "Where does the Chester come from?" Yeah, and he said it basically means uh, I. It, it denoted that it was a trade city. Interesting. Yep. So Winchester was a trade hub. Chester yep. was a trade hub. Dunchester was a trade hub. Yeah, it was just one of the old English words that implied trade. Um, I love etymology. So they're cool. they're they're just.
1: Uh, they they're, they're not thing. even
0: doing the same Sabaton song now. Are okay, they all so they're doing
1: their own Sabaton songs.
0: It started off as Country Roads. Yep. Um and now uh Sword Faces Gun, The Final Stand, Stop the Persian Spear in Hand. Those are two different songs. cuz um, cuz the Sword Face the Sword Face the Gun is the uh, I was just curious
1: to see if that okay. improve the later. Is uh, I yeah.
0: which is about the final stand of the samurai against the mm. uh, imperial Japanese. I
1: still cannot get over the fact, like I, I, I know it is accurate, but the fact that cowboys and samurai were in their prominence at the same time is fascinating.
0: Yeah, it's just like, dude, time scales, man. I'm telling you, I know it's amazing. When China was building the Great Wall, yeah, Rome was not yet an empire. I really think the
1: biggest problem that uh, our school system has in, has in terms of history is the time scales. They explain things that happened, but they don't give you context as to when it happened in relation to everything else
0: very well. So, Roman Britain lasted longer than the United States has existed.
1: Well, that's a good sign. Wait, didn't. Well, I mean, for us, we might have a chance. Wait, but didn't the. How long did the Roman Republic last?
0: So, Rome's founding was around, I believe, 750 BC. Okay. Uh, it became a republic in the 500s. Okay and then experienced the second founding of Rome mm-hmm. uh, under Marcus Furius Camillus, yep. which if you go back and you watch our History Hub videos, which are currently discontinued, um, you will find a Rome part one, which actually goes over the founding of the Roman, of, of Rome the city, up through uh, the war with the Sinones and, uh, the, and the Gauls that led to the second founding under Marcus Furius Camillus. I think we stopped before we talked about him. Um, mm-hmm. We basically so were like, we'll talk about him later. Or he may have covered him. I don't know. Um, but the point the point being, uh, Rome was then a republic for about 400 years, just under 400 years, until it was conquered once again, or not conquered, but until it changed governments once again to become an empire. Yep. But even the the switch from republic to empire mm-hmm. took an entire lifetime. Really? Yeah. Well, and but because Augustus was not crowned emperor. No his successor was.
1: What was the name of his successor again? God, uh, I know it's
0: not Nero, but it's close to Nero. Um, Uh, Nero...
1: Who succeeded
0: Augustus. Because it was
1: Augustus's... Tiberius. 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 Yeah. Wait, Um, wait, wait. Wait, no, I thought it was Marcus Aurelius, and
0: then... Marcus Aurelius is later. Wasn't he considered, like, the last true something of Rome? In hindsight... Uh, he's generally seen as, like, the last true um, successful Roman emperor. Okay. Because I, what was
1: his son's name?
0: That was... Um, I'm just basically... Yeah, I know. It's the guy from Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Commodus. Commodus, that's a... Yeah, Which, he, by the way, if you want the, uh, the non-Hollywood version of yeah. Commodus' story, uh, the Roman Empire series on mm-hmm. Netflix has an entire season about Commodus, it's fantastic. Don't they do a pretty good
1: job in the movie, though, kind of portraying, in at least a digestible way, yeah. in which Commodus completely screwed the Empire because he essentially, he, he was a horrible leader in the sense that he just thought, if I
0: distract them with things that they like, mm-hmm. then they'll ignore all of the problems, and he, he, so yeah. did he. Exactly. He cared almost entirely. His entire thing was that he wanted to be liked. Yeah. Um, and he kind of let the Empire fall apart around him as he did it because he was bankrupting them by throwing constant games and um he actually was killed but he wasn't killed by a gladiator in the arena like he is in the movie yeah spoiler alert for those who haven't seen gladiator that came out 20 years ago yeah which by the way amazing soundtrack
1: incredible soundtrack incredible movie
0: truly incredible soundtrack.
1: The, the the extended director's cut's even better it, oh my god it doesn't even feel longer also really quickly did you see the little light bulb i had there not to get us too derailed, mm-hmm. but like just as a brief thing in terms of Commodus wanting to be liked. And we're at the like point that. where we're so derailed, we're not. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about
0: Skinwalker Ranch next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um, No, but just like really
0: quickly. Actually, no, because next week we'll probably be sitting here recapping the trip to New York. Yes. So, imagine, we'll Skinwalker Ranch in two weeks, I guess. There we go. Uh,
1: imagine how much better that the sequel trilogy would have been if they made Kylo Ren's story a little bit more like Commodus and maybe they could have changed it up so instead of wanting to be liked he wanted to be feared but they did that a little bit but imagine if they did that like on a broader scale rather than just like with a few of his direct subordinates mm-hmm. but like the whole thing and everybody was like
0: no well the prequel trilogy actually and like the the structure that gets set up for the Empire because even in A New Hope you get uh, um, I guess we're talking about Star Wars now um, in A New Hope you get the The mentions of the senate mm-hmm. which is how the Roman Empire functioned mm-hmm. it was an empire yeah the emperor did technically have autocratic rule yeah but the senate ma- continued to exist and have input and have a say more as like a class of ruling counselors yeah while the emperor got the final say yeah but it was because the, the emperor didn't have the power to control directly all of the noble families yeah and there were families that had the money to declare independence yeah and then you'd have to if one did then another did there was actually a period called the the barracks emperors period where rome went through like 50 emperors in as many years
1: yes so i was just giving a thumbs up for yeah. the comment um, yeah i think that's one one thing that our generation appreciates about the prequels that a lot of other people might not is like the world building in the in that prequel specifically relation to like i know some people find the politics boring i find it really interesting oh yeah because when you can use Essentially, a space fantasy mm-hmm. story as an incredible allegory for Rome, Nazi Germany, and the United States of America—all in one. Uh, it's such an interesting and unique way to explore those topics.
0: I want to talk about one other thing really quick because I always love this one. Yes. While while we're on the subject of Star Wars, yes, Obi Wan Kenobi's name, yeah, um, this clicked for me in college because yeah. that was the only. It, This is the only time in many of your lives that you're ever going to hear someone say the words Kenabitic monk. Um, (laughs) Because unless you get a medieval studies degree or a religious studies degree, you will almost certainly never hear those words again. Um, But the English words, this is from Wikipedia, uh, the English words Kenabite and Kenabitic are derived via Latin from the Greek words koinos, which means common, and bios, which means life. The adjective can also be kenobiac or Kenabitic. Uh, This is just spelled differently yep. a group of monks living in community is often referred to as kenobium kenobitic monasticism appears in several religious traditions though most commonly in buddhism and christianity it is a monastic tradition that stresses community life often in the west the community belongs to a religious order and the life of the Ketemitic monk is regulated by a religious rule, rule a collection of precepts the older style of monasticism to live as a hermit is called eremitic. a third form primarily in eastern christianity is the skite. So tell me, does, Ken- does Kenobi mm-hmm. sound like cannabitic? Very much so. Does the Jedi Order sound like a cannabitic order? Very much so. I don't know if George Lucas was aware of that.
1: Oh, he definitely was.
0: But there is no way that's a coincidence. No, in no, my no, no.
1: Well, because he studied um, Joseph Campbell heavily. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah and jo- the whole story of Star Wars came from Joseph Campbell's lectures and books that were specifically revolving around. So, in storytelling, there is a, essentially a roadmap, a 12 step roadmap called the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And if you look at anything like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, really, and Game of Thrones, like really any epic journey, mm-hmm. uh, generally it will follow pretty closely the 12 steps of a hero's journey, which is just kind yeah. of before it was even really studied. It was just something that some, like, writers... I mean, it was written out to some extent, mm-hmm. but, like, writers just generally kind of knew that this was it's a way just to a, tell the story.
0: It's a good, like... It's a good formula. Because... And it works really well for trilogies because yes. you can do four steps at a time. Yeah, um, exactly.
1: But, like, it's, it's you know, the the call to adventure, the denial, the tragedy that forces their hand, you know, the different elements, like the, the pushed and, like, failure and then pushed mm-hmm. again, and, you know, the dark night of the soul, which is when essentially it's, like they've reached the hardest point of the journey and that's where they have to make the decision essentially to whether they're going to bear down and go for it or, you know, in certain, in tragedies versus heroic stories, instead of at the dark night of the soul deciding I'm going to, you know, buckle down and do this, they say, you know what, screw it, and go the villainous route. And it's, you know, so there's interesting ways to kind of work within that. But, um, yeah, so he studied Joseph Campbell heavily and I wouldn't be surprised if Campbell references Mm -hmm. those kinds of things at some
0: point. Yep, it's, and, and and you look at the the Jedi Order, it's the Templars. Yeah, it is a hundred percent the Knights Templar. Yeah, through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get into more of the backstory and the lore, mm-hmm. it, it yep. gets further away. Yeah, people
1: but, have filled in their
0: own, you know, ideas yeah. of what exactly it was. It's a weird mix of like samurai and Templars, um, which is cool. If we did if we did Star Wars lore videos, would you actually watch them? Because we've considered it. Yeah. But we figured it was too much of a departure. But if we like did lore videos from other, I mean, once a month, I feel like it wouldn't be yeah. too excessive. If we did like a Star Wars or and a Lord of the Rings and a Warhammer, because yeah. we could bring Sean on to talk Warhammer. Oh yeah, true. Um, yeah, I feel Super like
1: for us specifically, just in relation to Star Wars and things like that. Like I know, growing up, I was an only child, and that was like one of the biggest things I gravitated towards mm-hmm. because I loved that galaxy, essentially that universe. I, I loved how expansive it was, how interesting it was. And just kind of the the depth of yes. storytelling was incredible. I'm um, see even Archie agrees.
0: Yes. Um, um. So that'd be fun to explore. Let's see. I <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Blank. Blank says, "What is going on in the stream for real though?" Let me. Uh, let me let you guys into. Uh, into the world of being a podcaster and a content creator that is not full time. Yeah. Aiden and I both work forty-hour-week a jobs. Yep. I. On top of that, we are both trying to write and sell scripts as well as novels. Yes. So, usually we're able to set things up in a way that we can i uh, we can really be prepped for stuff. Yep. But with me adding in the band lately, I uh, both of us are working on selling scripts right now. Yep. Um. You were away this weekend. Yes. Uh, I. It's just, and last week was Memorial Day. It was just a, a mess. Um, yeah. So we've been, we've had a couple of like pretty disorganized weeks, and we're trying to get back on track. But we're just in a spot where both of us are kind of,
1: well, yeah, dying inside. But yeah, a little bit. Yeah, especially now
0: with you with you at the band, and it's yeah. like,
1: it's the forty-hour work week without Lore Lodge in and of itself it is not easy especially when you have friends that like want to spend time with you and you want to spend time with them work-life balance isn't easy as I'm sure many of you know especially for those who do not work do not have the luxury of nine to fives that you know are a little bit more flexible in terms of you know people who work shifts and who work hourly and things like that I mean life gets hectic so when you add on not just this show but all of the back end of designing websites and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out like how to you know how to give back for patreon in an appropriate way that would make people you know feel fulfilled for actually you know supporting us as we want you to and then you know trying to figure out what equipment do we need can we afford these certain things all that stuff and then filming the actual videos themselves planning for the big videos that we're trying to film next uh weekend there's a lot of things that aren't seen which yeah. for
0: some may go without saying that are more aware of than others but and, and I got a lot of flack for this. I made a TikTok video about it and lost like 1000 followers um, because I I talked about how TikTok does not pay at all. No. Um YouTube does mm-hmm. but getting the views necessary to make money on YouTube is a total crapshoot. I yeah. uh, you know for example we uh we have 37,000 subscribers on this channel um Which we have been putting out, out at least year. one one video a week if not more um uh, we've on... basically been doing the podcast and at least one video so at yeah. least two videos a week and these are not you know like one-off really short things we're not reusing old footage this is not us sitting there and narrating a script that i wrote and then tossing stock footage over it yeah we you know he has to edit every second of every video we make yeah and, and that means watching through the entire video and then you know i don't know how many edits i don't know how many cuts i know early on you had to make a hell of a lot more but we yeah better
1: it, it definitely depends on the day because there are some days where you're just like and then some yeah. days where it's like there's a couple more pauses and things like that but yeah that's one thing that i picked up because i mainly came from a narrative editing standpoint in the sense of like action you do a shot done and then you have several of those options and then you go with that and then you're that editing process is really just assembling and picking the best take mm. and just assembling that this is very different in the sense of he can talk for half an hour straight about a topic mm. and I have to go back and watch every second of it because any time that there's like a... Uh, at the beginning of the... It, no, I didn't like that. At the beginning... At the, like, yeah. And it could be like three seconds, so if I'm not paying attention that whole time, I'll miss that and that's bad quality content. And I don't accept that. Yeah. So... so But right. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like it
0: takes... But it's like, it's like a minimum of an hour to edit a 20-minute episode. Yeah. Oh, e- easily, like yeah. a minimum. Yeah. If, yeah. If, and if I were to be almost perfect, he'd mm-hmm. still have to watch it at least once. Mm-hmm. Then he'd have to make edits, and then he'd yeah. still have to watch it again. Yeah. And so,
1: like, even with the new computer I have, which speeds up the process a good amount in terms of exporting and the actual amount of, like, things I can do in the new monitors mm-hmm. that are wider so I can see more of the timeline and all that or whatever, you know, it's still yeah. at least, like, for every half an hour of recorded footage that mm-hmm. we have, I spend, a, you know, an hour with that. Yeah. So, or at least an hour and a half, probably.
0: And it was it was uh, the video I made. the The reaction to it was basically like, "Well, you don't deserve our money." You know what? You know it should be on TikTok and YouTube to pay you. And my response was basically like, "I'm not de- I, I'm not demanding anyone give us money no. at all. I'm just no. explaining like if you're wondering why some of your favorite content creators yeah will drop off the face of the earth, it's because getting view get it, getting to a point where you're getting views in the first place yeah is already like an insane yeah amount of luck oh yeah um and then on top of that getting to a point where you're making enough money yeah is another insane amount of luck yeah so for every uh wendigoon Mm -hmm. to use an example somebody we know there's another 10 people who were just like him probably just as good yeah who just did not did not hit the algorithm yep in enough time and when you know what i just i can't do this i don't have the energy Yep. I'm, I'm gonna stop.
1: Yeah, it really comes down to the ROI in the sense of like, you know, for us, we just like at the end of the day, even if we weren't getting, you know, any form of compensation for this, like we still just enjoy this. Like Mm -hmm. even just the podcast, just getting a chance to get together once a week, sit down and just you know talk. I mean, we're friends. We enjoy this. This is this is fun. Nice. Yeah, (laughs) it's good. I mean, it's fun. Um, But you know, it's for a lot of other people who see it more as, I mean. in a way, it's okay. partially a job, but for those who just see it as a job, like it's it's you know work yeah. for them, you get a few months into that and you're not getting returns. are gonna just I will say it. some
0: of the most successful podcasts out there mm-hmm. are exactly this kind of format. Yeah. Usually a little bit more scripted. Yeah. But um, you know where you got like for example, Necronomicon Pod is really popular. Uh, Last podcast on the left is really popular. Those are shows where it's just a bunch of friends sitting and bullshitting about something. Yeah. But you know you look at it and I got. I got nailed by my own followers for talking about this and I, and of course I didn't I didn't want to lay any I didn't want to harp on anybody or like sound, you know, like like unappreciative or whatever but what I ran into was there were a, a lot of people who were like, you know, well Netflix actors don't ask us to fund them independently and I'm sitting there and I'm like, well do you pay for Netflix? You're paying 20 bucks a month for Netflix. Yeah. No. On top of that, Netflix is getting money from investors. Yeah, you know th- those actors are being paid by Netflix. Yes, but you're paying Netflix. Yeah. So what I suggested to people was, if you've got you know five bucks a month mm-hmm. to spend, and you've got five you know five content creators you really love, mm-hmm. if they've got a one dollar membership option on mm-hmm. Patreon, sign up for it. Yeah. Because the good you can do by donating a dollar a month mm-hmm. to your favorite content creator is they're going to make far more money long-term from you than they are from YouTube, or from...
1: Any advertising. Yeah, a yeah. year
0: in, and I never would have expected to be here a year ago based on the numbers, yeah. a year in, our single largest revenue stream is direct from Patreon. Oh, yeah. 100%. is you guys. You guys are... Like, YouTube gives us chump change, and YouTube also takes 30%. Um Yep. so youtube gives us that we make more from super chats yeah. on youtube oh, and memberships on youtube than we yep. do from uh the the ads yeah and then on top of that we make uh you know god i uh, very little from from tiktok uh like to the extent that i haven't even checked in the last two months yeah because last time i checked it was like 20 bucks um it's just not worth it. Yeah, so it's not even worth it at that point. Um but yeah, so when you know and I'm not saying this for me. I don't if you guys have, you know, favorite content creators that aren't us and you like them more. Oh yeah. What I'm saying is go go give them five bucks a month. Go yeah. give them ten bucks a month. Yeah. Because it's gonna that kind of thing is what keeps people going and what keeps things working we are trying to move things over to our website eventually so that people would be funding, like supporting us directly. But even then we need to hire somebody to handle, you know, yeah. All right. We had five people hit their third month of membership. That means that they've earned these prizes. So we need somebody to order those and have them shipped
1: and make sure they get there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, for us, that's stuff we try to do, but whoo. So, and none of this is to complain. I love what we do. I'm so, I'm so happy to be doing what I do. I'm just, I was, you know, it's I want to make sure people understand.
1: Yeah, it's we're just trying to be as transparent as we can in terms of, like, what we're able to provide and what we're trying to be able to provide. Like, in terms of, I mean, you know, part of it is my fault for being a bit late today, but if you look (laughs) at the way the podcast looks right now, this isn't exactly the the final form we would hope it to be. Like, we we would love to have a stream deck and two cameras so that we can just have it as, you know, nice-looking as possible and all that. Oh, and some
0: sure like, directional...
1: Yeah, yeah, like, we'd love for it to be that way, but just the way it is now, like... We, we unfortunately, with our lives as is, we cannot afford to make those purchases to do that. And we're not asking for that money directly right now, but in the sense of, like, there are, and this goes for every content creator that we're talking about, is, like, the $1 that he was referencing, when that adds up, it allows them to be able to give the kind of content... Not only that they want to be able to provide just for themselves, like, you mm-hmm. know, I pride myself in making the videos as good as I possibly can, just because that's something I want to do. I, I want to look at our content and be like, you know what, I'm proud of what we've done. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, is like, we're not doing it just for us. Like, yeah. we're, like if we were doing it just for us, we wouldn't be putting it on YouTube. Like, we want to provide you guys with the most entertaining and interesting... He can. He and I can nice go to a bar and ever. talk to
0: each other any night of the week. Yeah, literally. You know, we... we d- I never intended to start this podcast. I never intended to start this YouTube channel. I never intended to have a TikTok page. Yeah. Um, this was all a happy yeah. accident. <laughs> Am I excited as hell? Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that, like, you know, this is a situation that fell into our laps and we're doing it because, it, you know, people seem to like it. Yeah. Um, and loving every minute of it. But, I, you know, it was a weird tangent about being a content creator. This is, um,
1: should we just call this episode uh, "The Aiden's Are Having a Day"
0: so <laughs> just rant? Um, well, it, I'll, I'll make it more history focused. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we'll call it, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll get back to the more paranormal stuff soon. It's that's also been part of the other thing is we're doing so much work on this uh, this documentary yeah. that it's kind of like pushed other stuff to the background. Literally, so making yeah. other content while also getting ready for filming that has been yeah. Um, so I promise you guys, that's going to be great. Yeah. I'm going to record a read through of uh, at least a couple chapters of the Book of Enoch mm. this week. So we're getting back into more of that. Is that for um,
1: Patreon or is that for? That's going to be for YouTube. Okay. Cool. Uh, and I have some short stories that I want to do that for as yeah, well. Yeah, we're oh, we're
0: definitely bringing back the narrations. Yeah. Um. So that's that's another thing. But I think we'll uh, we'll snag a uh, question time now. I guess we might as well. Yeah. I think yeah we let's go do question long. time. Also, Um, Thornberry
1: Thursdays will exist, but our long-form stuff is kind of... One day. Yeah, one day. I think the funniest joke would be just like, they're coming, but they never come. (laughs) But I do want to make them. I have have a couple outlines for things that I want to do. It's just a matter of, like, prioritizing the stuff that we're doing together first.
0: Okay, so here we go. Got to find the earliest one back that I can get.
1: Oh, also, my mom said to give a shout-out to my dad, uh, whose birthday is today. So, just wanted to give that out there. Happy uh, birthday, happy Mr. Birthday.
0: Uh Blank Blank for $2 says Country Roads. Take me home? To the place where I belong. I was on a lot of Country Roads today. No, I, was, I was He yes. was,
1: I, I was at the beginning of 76. <laughs> and I took it pretty much to the end. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, is for $5. Thank you. It says, uh, as always, tell Archibald I love him. Um, and no real questions as expected. Love the residence, Splendor Friend. Archie, did you hear that? Somebody loves you.
1: Come here. Oh, look at his tail go. There oh, we
0: go. You are loved. You're loved. Everybody loves you. Okay. Uh, Alien for <laughs> it says if is a Splenda, then what am I? Um, um, Stevia.
1: I am unfamiliar with the term.
0: Aspartame. Aspartame. <laughs> is it aspartame? Yeah. I've always heard aspartame. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll have to come up with one. I will let you know. Uh, Hammond for Taylor says dimensional thorn bussy The dimensionussy. The dementia. Love it. Ah oh, boy. Hammond for two dollars also says Aiden Thornbury's Nigel's long lost son. Smashing. Just as long as I'm not Donnie. Smashing. Smashing. Yep. Mrs. Thornbury, you have some things to explain. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. Um Okay. Uh your mom gave us fifty dollars. Thank you, Mama. Uh, thank you, Mrs. It. Thornbury. Uh, you paid for
1: my gas for a day. <sighs>
0: Uh, this isn't a political podcast but it's getting close um plaz for for uh for uh, her his or her membership bonus says uh so skinwalkers transform by using animal parts and skins could they create new forms by weaving parts together to choose specific animal traits so i oh no so i did have a conversation with uh who was it? it was was uh, Resneck Vet on TikTok. Um, if you're looking for a Navajo creator who talks about Navajo folklore as well as life and stuff like that, yep. go ahead and follow Resneck Vet on uh, on TikTok. Tell them we sent you. Um, they're just they're awesome. It's a husband and wife. Um, oh, cool. They're both uh, veterans. I think two separate branches. Yeah. Um, I think Air Force and Marines. I might have that part wrong, though. But uh, what they told me was that, in fact, uh, the the skinwalker suit mm-hmm. that is worn by actual, like, uh, you know, we're not talking about the paranormal kind. We're talking about just the practicing skinwalkers yeah. of Navajo culture because they exist. Whether or not you believe that they can transform into the animal is irrelevant. There are people who practice these rituals. Yeah. Uh, that The way that it would work is that you would sew a bunch of different skins together and you would wear it as a costume. Mm-hmm. So it could have coyote and bear... And mountain lion. Interesting. And what you would see is, uh, th- like, one possibility for where this originated is that it was a sort of camouflage. Uh, and the idea was okay. that it would, like, warriors would wear it. Shaman, shaman's taking part in battle might wear one to just confuse people.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, so kinda that's... Like kind of like the berserkers. Kind of like the berserkers. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover between Native American and Northern European mm. culture and folklore uh, that I think from a cultural anthropology standpoint, mm-hmm. needs to be investigated more because that's super interesting. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, you know, how long there was contact, Yeah, when that contact was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it possible that at the same time that there was a land bridge across the Bering Strait, that there was also one that went from one side of the Arctic to the other?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um,
0: we don't have, and it would have had to be a really, really long time ago because we don't have any evidence of Norse culture but maybe, but also it's also possible that when people were migrating, mm-hmm. the same group of people went up northeast and out north of Africa west. and then split off and went the two opposite directions. They yeah. might have similar stories for that reason. I don't know. I just, th- I find those things fascinating. I no, mean, absolutely. At its core, what this channel is, is a cultural anthropology channel. Yeah. Um, you know, well, that's, Which
1: is really kind of cool.
0: Yeah, which I just think is cool. Um, blank blank says, "I bet if Wendigoon put an announcement about the podcast before you guys do it, it'd help a lot." Whenever he's on mm. our our podcast or before Weird Bible, he absolutely does. Yeah, and it definitely helps. Oh yeah. Um. will just find the. Also, numbers, yeah. uh, we're gonna be appearing on some some Wendigoon stuff soon. Yeah, um, be which exciting. on his channel, which I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't want to give out any details because I don't know how much he has released publicly yeah. yet, but we are going to be doing some stuff with him that I'm excited for. We love
1: talking with more friends.
0: Yeah, and, and Wendigoon's just great. No, uh, he's, he's I, und- I invited him to my birthday party because I'm going to be in birthday. Tennessee. Oh, um, nice. So, he said he'd come. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm going to party with Wendigoon for my 25th birthday. That's That's, uh, that's be the great. Goal. Alien says, uh, we enjoy you and them random train wreck streams, are. It's cut off. Um, I think
1: I think that was intentional for yeah, the
0: train wreck theme. That's kind of what Lore lounged. Started to become was just yeah. a this, yeah. where we just talk, which, honestly, I enjoy. No, it's a great time. Um, that's, I, I think we did a weird thing. Like, most podcasts that two guys in their mid-20s start... Do this. Do this. Yeah. And then, like, their friends watch it yeah. sometimes, maybe. We started off with an actual concept, and then occasionally, when we go off the rails, it turns into the normal, like, 24-year-old podcast. Yeah. Um, at least we're not sitting here being like, yo, you know the problem with women, dude? is that uh you, they're just not men
1: and they just like like they expect us to not be
0: men. Yeah, and like I, I mean I'm a man. I'm am a guy and I'm just a, I'm I wish like honestly dude, I think that women would be better. Yeah. If they were just dudes. Like if everyone ev- was a dude. Why can't everyone be a dude? Right? Yeah, see, so yeah. we don't do that. Yeah. Um I'm a little concerned with how easily we slipped into that, but it's fine.
1: I mean, I think we both just watched the Bo Burnham
0: yeah. thing, so Yeah. Like, it's also like me and uh me and Tommy and how oh, we yeah. can shift into that Brooklyn accent yeah because I saw him the other day yeah. he's back for a, couple, yeah, yeah. For a month how and a half yeah. yeah it was great nice. uh he said he's gonna come out here with us one night um oh, yeah. so yeah but he, he and I will slip into this like horrible stereotype Brooklyn accent yeah, yeah, yeah. that we picked up from cake boss <laughs> when we were in like seventh grade I so I'll get the in the reason. car I'll get in the car not say a word Tommy will look at me and be like chef tone how you doing <laughs> i'm like eh, i'm great how are you tone we call each other tone um the, no because there was a character there was a guy on cake boss called tone tone okay so we each took half the tone um <laughs> oh god yeah now you know love that many 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 years later uh let's see floriana g for five dollars thank you says keep up the good job lads we appreciate your hard work well thank you we appreciate your appreciation yes um let's see what else do we have it's funny, because some people, like uh, Cassian here, says the best streams are all going on tangents for an hour or two, and we get comments that are the exact opposite as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It, which is what I struggle with, because, like, obviously people enjoy this dynamic and that, that kind of thing, and I think I tried to start Lore Lounge to kind of, first of all, get all of this out of my system yeah. the day before the show, but yeah. also to uh, to... You know, give people who like that kind of more loose format something they can y- look you forward know what's to. Yeah, so weird. What
1: is like? Yes, it is the day before the show, but for some reason, in signed my signed
0: Bussy Polaroid for twelve months. Love it. I, I we could we could send out signed uh, Wende Bussy Polaroids. Yeah. Once we have the the store up yeah. and running, by the way, there will be stuff that you can order like that. Yeah. That will be like you know. Assigned signed canvas print the, or the store is going to
1: be like a meme essentially just well
0: we're gonna have a lot of fun with the store because we're gonna oh, get yeah. si- we're getting a signature coffee yes uh from can you, can you believe that? i'm so excited about that's that. awesome from uh from tableau roasting company they sent us a bunch of f- samples i've been drinking them uh pretty frequently they're all good i gotta um, try some of those i want some yeah i'll give you a bag to take them Ooh, yeah um but yeah so we're gonna be getting that uh the store is also gonna have uh some lore lodge candles all of our shirts and stuff. Yeah. You can actually, if you go on the website, lorelodge.com. Now, there, where it says merch, that'll take you to our spring store. Yeah. Um, but also, we do have a new spring shirt up. It's uh, it's this one. So you get this for being a Patreon patron for three months at the hundred dollar tier, which is the redacted tier. <laughs> um, but I uh, people, I I liked this one so much. It was the, my mom's. This one came from my mom and she gave it to me, so I could buy nice. this merch. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we—I uh, just put that up on the store yesterday. Nice. A couple of days ago, um, and it's—it's uh, it's this on the front, in our actual brand font, which is Noticia. Um, nice. And then on the back, this one's blank on the back. The one that you get on the store has the logo. Oh, cool. The, the big fat one that's on the—I uh, don't know if you guys can see the, the big screen. Guy. But yeah, the, well, the logo on, that's right the on the, the screen. Yeah. You got that on the back. Uh, let's see. Let's see, History Daddy says for five pounds. Completely feel you guys, hard to push the algorithm. You're an inspiration to a small creators. Meaning you guys and other content creators pushed me on. Thank Aww. you, Ryan. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Much appreciated. I, I've had i I've enjoyed you since we since we ran into each other. It's
1: also weird considering that I just had some. I say see to us me, as smaller
0: creators too. Well, you know, yeah like. yeah, um, yeah. I did real. I was going through it. I'll take the compliment. Um, yeah. because <laughs> we we're, we're actually considered macro influencers on YouTube really yeah um i think it's macro yeah micro, macro on youtube and then we're on tiktok i'm like considered
1: well you're on famous birthdays now yeah. which is
0: hilarious <laughs> which by the way if you want to go to famousbirthdays.com and look up aiden madison hit that boost button <laughs> um i i really i know it sounds stupid i'm not doing this for vanity but yeah. like agents and managers will troll through famousbirthdays.com oh I bet. to try and find talent that's not represented um, so, yeah,
1: you know,
0: I, I am currently looking for a talent agent. So. <laughs>
1: Cast a wide net, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, just really quickly, uh, blank blank says, how do you guys feel uh, out? Uh, I guess about pepperoni. I'm a fan. Um, I will eat pepperoni if it is on the pizza, but I will not order a pizza with pepperoni. Yeah, that's valid. I prefer sausage if I'm going to do. Should we say the spicy w- meat?
1: Should we say the one pizza that we'll get on occasion that most people hate?
0: The pizza that I get every single time. Hell yeah. Uh, So, I will order a pan pizza from Domino's with uh, premium chicken, pineapple on it, uh, and then if I'm feeling spicy, I'll add in uh, jalapeno peppers. Yes. I've I've done it with black olives, too. How's that? With all four. Yeah. You got the the umami flavor from the meat from the chicken. Yes. You got your your savory Mm -hmm. from the olives. Yeah. You got your sweet from the pineapple and you got your spicy from the. Uh, it's a perfect combo. Yeah, and I think, I can't remember what the fifth flavor profile is that exists, but. Uh, tang? Is it tang? A tomato sauce. There we go. See? Boom. So it's. People we make like fun cook. of it, but it works. I, the You, you gotta involve the flavors. Yes. <laughs> like, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta try multiple and flavors. See,
1: if there's anything that I've learned, it's like, it's when you can combine two essentially opposing flavors to like create that dynamicism
0: mm-hmm. yeah or like multiple flavors that contrast each other you know um anyway. see to either or both Aiden's this room is for five dollars would you be interested in being contestants in my sims murder gauntlet <laughs> yes let's talk I don't know what that means um, uh she says I make
1: rooms designed to unalive a sim and each contestant has a room whoever is in the last lo-. it sounds a little like squid game which I still have yet to watch Same. but like
0: sure I refuse to watch Squid Game because of the marketing. Why? Because they paid so many people to post memes about it that it actually made it into something. Yeah, but that's like a that's like Red Bull's marketing campaign. It's genius. Yeah, but Red Bull came up with it. Did they not? No, Squid Game just did the same thing. No, well,
1: Red Bull's was, let's like make a bunch of empty cans and crush yeah, them yeah, up I and know. throw them around Germany, and people are going to be like, oh my god, what is this drink? Everyone's what drinking. We have? And then okay. it blew up. That's literally how Red Bull got popular. Well, they don't know it. Uh, or you, you might,
0: might not know it. it. I don't know. I don't know what everybody uh, knows. See. I didn't know it at one point. Iron Death 14 for $5. Thank you, sir. Says, I worked on a national park and have a sighting. If you want to hear about it, email yes. us. Yes. Shoot us an email at lorlodge at gmail.com. Um, we do have an actual email account for the business now that is at lorlodge.com, but I don't check it as often yet. We're going to be hiring somebody who that will be their job. Yes. Uh, so more to come on that, but yeah, send a send an email to the lore at gmail.com, and we will we will read it. Um, and if we we're gonna bring back story time, I know we keep saying that, but I'm actually gonna bring back story time. Yeah, um, once so, a week probably probably once a week. Yeah, uh, it might just be one one story or one or two uh, yeah, stories. I think, one story I think another week. thing I want to do is I want to compile all of our old ones and either re narrate them or. Uh, take the audio files and combine them so we can post like a long one
1: yeah we can do that I think re-narration might be good because that way yeah. I can go in and like you know ideally if I have time add some sound effects and like a background and yeah. things like that like, to make them like a- an experience rather than just a logo and somebody talking
0: yeah I need to take a week off of work and just do Lore Lodge stuff but the problem yeah. is that I'm not really taking a week off of work am I no um, <laughs> I gotta take well, well
1: wait we should take just like one weekend within the next month and just
0: mm-hmm. like do yeah true uh all right alien for two dollars says fantastic i don't know what it, it is you. but you know uh and then he also says for five dollars i got my redacted hoodie i love it aren't they really high quality I like one. like they're 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 the right thickness. they're soft inside like do we still have the regular little hoodies as hoodies yeah well? we still have those as well all right, cool. um i did do a new uh like higher higher resolution oh good version of the logo nice uh so i'm gonna I redo need, those yeah but, I need
1: one because I need a larger size
0: the one I have this morning alright uh, what goal do we need to hit for a gray windusy dussy fleshlight
1: I don't think we have a goal for that I don't think we ever will also remember that thing about pre-reading questions
0: yeah <laughs> I think we did get to the fleshy D&D boy did we get to the Carolina Reaper last month I don't think we did I, I really hope we didn't <laughs> I um, would give it a rip but we do need to do the Food Network episode soon um, so that'll probably be I uh, uh, Let's see we should do that uh the 18th saturday uh what saturday the 18th we okay. should do the food network episode aren't we gonna be 18th is two weekends oh right now. Right, right right yeah uh and that's emo night yes. so
1: i might be able to do that yeah okay that works yeah that makes sense cool. i
0: was thinking uh Plaza. asked where in NY are we heading uh brant lake Yes. Which is Warren County. That's where uh, Tom Messick went missing. We're thinking we're probably going to stay in Bennington, Vermont. Yeah. um, Because it's only an hour's drive away and it's not New York. Come on up. Um, I joke about how much I hate Ohio, but uh, I genuinely do dislike New York City. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's not the same as it was.
0: Yeah. But we're not staying in New York City uh, at all. No.
1: We're going to be far more north.
0: Uh, We do have a redacted tank top, actually um there the redacted shirt comes in tanks tees, and hoodies, and there's a mug oh, yeah. I like the mug the mugs the mugs are cool, the mugs are cool. um b t w before y'all end I require a thank you for keeping track of the monies are in the stream thank you
1: yeah we do really appreciate it we that do actually. it actually gives us a it, it gives a it's good helpful context,
0: yeah um we do have to come up with uh with donation goals for this month um and we gotta do okay. we still there's so many that we still got to film um <laughs>
1: My pet elephant ran
0: across the cube. That is fantastic. Okay, Ryan. <laughs> that was great. Oh, God. All right. But, you know, thank you guys for tuning in to what has been a, a rather uh, Hi, baby. hectic and chaotic episode of the stream. We, yes. uh, I, I considered just not doing it tonight because we didn't have a ton to talk about. But at the same time, I wanted to give you guys the content you expect, even if it meant... Um, Improving the majority yes. of it, yes. so we will do a, a Skinwalker stream next. I do next like. Time.
1: I do like the idea of getting the Only Pans girl.
0: Oh that. my god, I would kill. Because for like it. her content's, great. she's so funny. She's so
1: funny, and the her puns are looks
0: incredible. The puns are incredible, and the food looks fantastic. Oh yeah, it makes me hungry every time I watch. Um, so here's the reason we won't be doing Pride Month donation goals, Cat. Uh, partially because we're both straight. And also, that kind of feels like rainbow capitalism.
1: Rainbow? It, it,
0: did you just make that up now? No, that's a thing. Is I've it? also heard pink capitalism. I don't know uh, how that's... they differ, but yeah. So uh, I, just... I don't know. It. I feel like the consequences of us doing pride-themed donation goals while not being gay. Yeah. I uh, would even if we did it with the best of intentions, would probably not go over well with a certain community that likes to cancel people not the LGBTQ community in general just yes, like just a, a there, there are enough people out there who would make a stink about that even if we did it for the right reasons yeah. that it you know
1: and even if it were for the right reasons we would kind of feel like are we taking are we profiting advantage profiting off of, of gay people yeah like, we don't want to do that we're full support of it but like we don't need to like do
0: Merge yeah for it uh people I do see that um we we do use streamlabs to stream um but since we I don't I don't know I, it, what are we talking about uh, for the chats because um streamlabs only takes 10% the problem is that youtube is where all the people are yeah so um it's easier for people to log on to YouTube. It's just more discoverable. Yeah. Um, yeah, discoverability on Twitch is terrible. Oh, God.
1: We, we do those for, like, any random singing strings, and we do that and stuff, so... Yeah.
0: Pride Month show this month? Yeah, it could be, like, a Lore Lounge episode. <laughs> we're, we're gonna bring Kat on and just have her be bisexual. Eat hot chip and lie. <laughs> I was um, gonna say, like, how do you just be bisexual yeah. other than just existing? Yeah, we're just... Be should, we, should we
1: just essentially like she walks on a frame and we both just go
0: <laughs> and it'll just be that for an she's hour she's literally just wearing a rainbow yeah, yeah. robe she just stands there and waves <laughs> episode on Alan Turing would be cool True. Ryan why don't you do an episode on Alan Turing you're history daddy yeah valid you wanna come on this one and do an episode on Alan Turing yeah let's do a let's podcast do it. about it um have me on eye. <laughs> instead of the boys <laughs> it's us honestly becca once you move back here if you and cat want to do a show on the channel you're welcome to it like
1: yeah.
0: you can you can use the studio and the equipment and everything like go for it yeah um i mean just that's... keep track of the money you make and we'll we'll pay it out to you like,
1: yeah we want the platform to be more than just us ideally. yeah that's
0: that's a thing we want to do by the way is like you know if if you want to start doing youtube stuff that fits with any of the themes of the channel that this goes out to everybody in the chat all of our anybody who watches us like shoot a pilot and send it to us and you know if it if it holds up in terms of quality we're we're all for it yeah. um you know we that's one thing we want to do is we want to have more creators on yeah um so if you if you've got a channel idea feel free to pitch it to us obviously we don't have the star power that certain other networks have but yeah. we want we want the lore lodge to be more than just a youtube channel we want this to be a network where
1: I just already know what the Becca and Cat show would oh, be. Yeah. I I can but just see the two of you for the first episode, just sitting there for the first ten minutes
0: and being like, "What do we do?" <laughs> no, I, I mean, think that's kind of what faith. our show has been a number of times. I mean tonight, there's an episode where we just ate sushi.
1: Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah, um, I have faith that you two will have some like really good play. They'll, their show is going to get more popular than ours, which is fine, probably with
0: good reason then they can do their own channel. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Becca, the entire time, just do not address the fact that the boys aren't there, even if the chat asks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just Becca and Kat, but they're pretending to be us. Well, yeah, they should do a
1: Lore Lodge yeah. podcast episode, and, like, they choose which one they're going to be. It can be
0: a backdoor pilot, like, for Wayward Sisters, and then never happened. Yeah, you know, because um, it worked out so well the first time. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, backdoor pilots are an interesting they're concept. They're horrible. They never backdoor work. pilots never work. Uh, and once again, the ace is erased. What? Uh, the the ace. Listen, there's a lot of letters in the acronym. <laughs> oh, that uh, was Becca Fry timing us.
1: Fry time? Fry time. Yeah. Who what said the ace is erased? Becca. Yeah, she's like she's frying us. Fry?
0: Yeah. What are you talking
1: about? <laughs> like, oh, like oh, you're like getting fried right now huh <laughs> there's no way you. I've literally, literally it.
0: never heard that in my life really never once
1: yeah no like if, if someone's like roasting you they're frying you
0: why wouldn't you just say roasting
1: it's just a different like it's fry time like I'm, yeah uh, I'm but if i said i got I
0: roasted the other night everybody knows that i got like you know roasted by my friend i feel like if i say i got fried the other night everyone assumes i smoked a lot of weed <laughs> like well, different story
1: I feel like roasted and fried have two different, slightly slightly different connotations, though. Like roasted is just like like it's a roast, like it's meant to be like very just joking Mm -hmm. and things like that. Whereas fried is a little more like, like no, 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 it's less of it. Like it's humorous, but like what's wrong with you? When it's classy,
0: it's sautéed. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) getting sautéed right now. uh, Saucepan, some uh, some you know
1: caramelized onions.
0: There are so many letters, and they just can't read exactly. I have discovered recently that I, over the past couple of months, that I, the average person does not have the literacy that I thought they did. Really? Yeah. I, as I've had to communicate with a lot of people mm-hmm. um, through certain uh, work channels, mm-hmm. I have learned that um, a lot of Americans do not have great grasp of written English.
1: That's unfortunate. Our
0: education system is failing
1: completely. I have a better grasp of written English than I do spoken When I speak, I sound dumb, but when I write, I sound pretentious.
0: (laughs) Right, Archie? Someone has to hold the rope while I run upstairs in the woods.
1: I love that we have someone in our chat that people can respond to by saying, Daddy, OMG, yes. And it's in no way anything but innocent. Mm
0: -hmm. Even though. Arson says, y'all need to, for $500, wear a full face of makeup. All right. I'll let Cat give me a makeover live on stream. Why not for the Lore Lounge? If yeah. you guys hit five hundred dollars this month, might as well. Yeah, here, uh, Aiden. Uh, are these? Well, we need those because we gotta do thank you notes. Um, yeah, just give me that. That'll work. Yeah, let's take. Uh, we're, we're an hour and a half in, so we'll we'll end the show here. But yep. uh, help us pick donation goals. Tell us what you want. Yes. So for uh, I got June.
1: Yep. So 250, 500, 750, and 1,000? Yep. So 500 is the makeover? Uh, Archie, hi, boy.
0: Let's see, we got full face makeup.
1: 250 oh, should 250. be a metal cover of the Bob the Builder theme song. <laughs> I'm not try. that good at music. <laughs> I was gonna say, neither am I, but we can try. Uh, i'm still trying to learn music theory so i can get better at guitar how's it going how do you think
0: he's already better at guitar than i am i don't know about
1: that you got you you very
0: significantly improved when they forced you to try and learn 40 songs true. in
1: three weeks
0: <laughs> pj if you're still there i am better at guitar as a result <laughs> of you and johnny uh, <laughs> let's see uh oh, 250 God. should be a metal cover um the only problem with that is recording it um is really difficult uh well, the
1: the stuff we I could we did, just
0: get the actual music and scream over it. Yeah, you could do
1: that. This oh, is what n- the stuff we recorded didn't sound. I mean, it sounded pretty good, in my opinion. Well, yeah, but for what it was. metal is
0: a bit more difficult. Yeah, that's valid, yeah. And we also don't have like a drummer or bassist. We don't
1: have access to those things, but Well, true, yeah exclusive you guys stream. never
0: pick stuff that's actually connected to the, the theme of the channel no, and i no, love that close i kind of play skyrim for six i already did scre- stream skyrim a couple of times and like five people watched
1: that's because twitch has no discoverable I, I would happily
0: stream skyrim if people were gonna watch it like I, I won't even do that for money uh donation goal make mattis hold bugs
1: Mm-mm. nope Mm-mm. he doesn't like them
0: 250, make an exclusive episode of your opinions on your community. Like, my community is in where I live, or like, I think you guys. I think them. We still do the roast. Oh,
1: God. Why'd you have to remind me that? I don't want to do the roast. I, if it's a community roasting us, then fine.
0: <laughs> Why are you so scared of letting our friends roast you? Why do you think? Yeah, they know too much. Yeah. Um, all right, Kalen. I... Uh, I, uh, unless it's Callan, but Kalen, Callan, however you pronounce your name, if you record the music, I, I will do the Bob the Builder theme song because we always hit the 250. Yeah. So the 250 is kind of a bonus goal for you guys because we always Screamo hit it. Remo Bob the Builder. Incredible. And I do know how to scream. You do. He's very so good at screaming. I'm not very good at screaming. I know how to scream. He's very good at screaming, Um, specifically in musical context. If you get 1,000, you have to find the real C. That gives me too many ideas. Yeah for one thousand, we will make a rom-com short film where you and i get into a love triangle with the wendigo yes okay there we go
1: hundred percent actor slash actress playing the wendigo tbd yeah we gotta figure that one
0: out (laughs) it's norman yes (laughs) norman drag hundred percent yes (laughs) He'd probably be down He's too. way too attractive in drag anyway. That's it's true. true. It's like... weird. Um, the opinions on the place I live. Oh, yeah. I'm all down for that. I'll do that for free. <laughs> I love where I live. Uh, you do realize who you're talking to, right? I'll drop 400 bones by the end of this month. That's true. Yeah. What? Would you shush? We want to get to a place where the 250 and the 500 are both a given. Yeah. Like, Come that would be on. nice. For $300, <laughs> roast your local community... I'll tell you what. I will have my local community roast me for seven fifty. Yeah, do that. All right. Yeah, for seven fifty, I will organize my Phoenixville friends and have them roast me. There we go. Um, um there we go. Phoenixville roast. Cool. We got it. All right, All right. There we go. I think that's it. That's it. All right. Well, we are both. Oh yeah, I guess if Captain Aliens here, he can be uh, he can be our wind to go. Um, <laughs> all right we need a, a when to see love Drive. oh god good we Lord. love it that's not too far off of the theme of we went camping
1: we're just gonna now that i think about we're it we're gonna write and film which two very by the way i'm
0: of... i'm finishing yeah i'm making it longer like a hundred pages yeah and we might be pitching that one to a certain somebody oh, too
1: oh let's go baby we love that i got
0: i got some very exciting news this week that i can't share yet extremely exciting um be proud of your boy he but uh it. we we might be pulling off something pretty something, cool something, very soon something fierce um <laughs> so uh not your friends random people on the street oh yeah <laughs> just on the street tell <laughs> people hey hey you what's wrong with me huh? wait, wait do, do that hey wait, what's wrong
1: with me kind of a question for your
0: therapist it's valid <laughs> My therapist is ghosting me. Um, <laughs> that's not a joke. That sounds like a Green Day lyric. My my therapist was like, "Hey, uh, can you hand in this um, this survey about ADHD?" And then I didn't do it for three months because um, I kept getting distracted. Naturally. So yeah, but anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk over to Insomnia Cookie. Cool. I think that's gonna be my night. There you go. Thank you everyone for stopping by. Next weekend we will be discussing our experience. Uh, doing our own Missing 4 one documentary. And um, the following one, we will actually talk about what I had planned to talk about tonight after I have time to research it and we don't immediately get off track because of multiple technical difficulties and Aiden being late.
1: Yep, um, We needed an off-track episode. We did need an off-track while.
0: episode. We had to get this out of our system. Yeah, we did. But uh, So uh, anyway, we will see you guys on the flippity-flip.
1: Adieu.